Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Good early afternoon, my friends. We are back here at DrRoto.com with In the Cup, getting ready to talk about Mexico Open with me, my friend, Adam White. Hey, last week, Adam, we picked, we picked some good picks, buddy. Uh, uh, Luke List, which you said, if I play him, don't play him. If I don't play him, play him. You didn't play him. I played him. Tied for second. Uh, we said Zalatoris. We said Poston, both top tens. What happened there? Top tens. Harris English. Harris English. Uh, Cam Young, not Cam Davis. Cam Young. He did well. <laughs> Cam Davis, though, day one, baby. Woo. I think the uh, outside of the Luke List thing, which if I'm if he's out of coming out of my mouth, he's the most frustrating part of my week. That is that is a lock. <laughs> Um, other than that, my first look build, which I really told myself I was going to stick with and did not, had Hideki in it, whom we trashed a little bit last week. And he made us we look trashed him. Uh, we're really good. If any of you betters out there put a big bet on somebody and you would like that bet to pay off, you just let us know before the show, can you give me a reason not to bet on XYZ? Um, we'll shred him for you and then he'll take off. Well, that's the, the stupid part is like, Riviera and Augusta are very well correlated. Um, great ball striker, C.D. Green, tend to play very well at Riviera, which is exactly why I was on Zalatoris. It seemed like such a great idea. Hideki's a very similar player to Zalatoris. So, however, I got on Will Z and trashed Hideki and was like, nah, he couldn't do it. Look, I think Decky now at this point is just an inconsistent player who still has the ability to peak and obviously win on any sure. different week on any given golf course. So, Do you think it's just – I mean, we talked about it last week, right? Focus-based. He won his big one. He got it off his back. Now he's just gonna kind of play when he wants to play. Um, I don't know. That's or probably some of that for sure. Like he, he's been around forever. Mountain, when you climb the mountain and you have so much pressure on you and media attention, like you gotta understand, this guy has Tiger Woods like media attention on him back in Japan in his home country right. almost every single week in a big event, especially majors. So for him to climb that mountain and finally do it. Um, it's just hard to continue to find reasons to get back up and work your ass off. He also yeah. battled some injuries the last couple of years. Too, and that's so. why we were way down on him. And then, uh, boom. He took yeah, him. I guess oh, well. the less we can be elite ball strikers, uh, if they're healthy, they're they're viable plays. I think that's true. All right, buddy. Well, take us over to Mexico. Tell me about the course. What's going on there? What are we looking for? So we're heading down to the Vedanta Mexico Open. Uh, we are looking at about a 7,400-yard par 71 golf course. Um, Tony Finau and John Rahm have won the last two years, so it has been elite players that have played very well there. Um, this is the third year they've played on this golf course, so we have a little bit of course history there. You want bombers, you want guys who can make a lot of birdies, winning scores being at 24 under and 17 under, respectively. This year, I would expect those scores to be more like the 24 range because the weather looks very benign. So, um, I think it allows us to identify at least what makes sense as the guys who are going to pop this week. Um, and despite us having a very weak field down in Mexico, I'm still excited because it gives us a chance to look at some random names and dudes you don't see very often. And that we are probably never going to talk about again until maybe right. next year at this event. So, well, uh, you know, I like to, uh, you know, throw out players for you because you know, way more than I do. Um, so I'm sure I've got lots for you today because this field is, uh, 
full of names that I don't know, uh, as well as DraftKings for the first time in many, 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 many years, dipping down into the $5,000 range. Um, is that a trap? Is it a trap? Is everybody in that range a trap, sir? <laughs> I, th I don't think everyone in that range is a trap, but I think being able to identify who is not a trap is like a fool's errand. You're just, you're just probably right. not going to be able to manage it. Um, right. So we'll get but, into the, we'll get into the bargain basement plays here. For sure. So let's start at the top. Obviously there is one, exactly one world-class player in this field. And it is Tony Finau. Um, shockingly projections I seen are still don't have him as high as Scotty's were last week, even though he's the class of the field. Um, not only is his ownership up though, but basically all the metrics that we look at, he's kind of at the top of, of the field all the way around. Can you fade Tony from ownership alone? Or you just play him and know that you'll get different in some of these names that people might not know as well. Yeah. It's, it's hard to fade a guy who finished second in his first event here and first last year. And it caters to long drivers, of the golf ball and players who are great when their mid to long irons are in their hands. Everything points to Tony. However, um, if you want to win a GPP this week, I think you I think you should fade him. I don't want to say you have to fade him because he's going to be 30% owned. Um, but as much as I do think he's an elite player, I think his putter is likely enough to, to fail him completely and make him a player you don't have to have. And not only is he 30% owned, but he's 20% higher priced than the next closest person. This is true, and that's a big that's a big factor. Um, when we start looking at the guys below him, like just finishing up on the Tony Finau thing, I'm betting on his putter causing him problems, which it has done this year, even more than in past years. His putting has gotten worse statistically than it was last year. So that's what I'm banking on. I'm heading down to some guys down below. The, the other guy, you said there's only one world-class player. I think there's one guy who in the rest of the season could become a, considered a world-class player, like bona fide top 20 at least. And that's Nikolai Hogard, um, Hoygaard. Now, Griot is actually priced between Finau and Hoygaard, which I think makes him a good value. Um, the betting markets agree with that. So because of that and the fact that he is also a great course fit, number two in any ratings you'll pull up based on relevant statistics, I love Hoygaard there as a guy up in this top range that you can go after who has a pretty darn good chance to win. And you get about a 10%. Close to a 10% ownership discount on him, at least five between Finau and Hoygaard. So that's where I'm going at the very, very top. But um, you know I can't, I cannot, and I absolutely will not ignore my man, Detri, who has been taking me to profit land so far this year. Dude, you took it out of my mouth. I was going to say you could also make an argument that Detri mm -hmm. is sort of on the precipice of doing the same thing. He's gonna I be played him every week. Every week I he's been available. I've slapped him in the lineup. I believe we talked about him at the waste management. I think he's on the brink of doing something similar to what we talked about Hoygaard doing, where he's going to be a Ryder Cupper every two years. He's going to be that one of the, I wouldn't say an anchor, but he's going to be like that five, six, seven range for Ryder Cup teams on uh, the Europe side that they can rely on. So the guy makes a ton of birdies. He hits it plenty long. Um, he's also a guy you could look at. And I believe his ownership is looking considerably lower um, than some of the other guys up top. So, Detry to me is is the other guy that I'm strongly considering up above that 10k range. He's looking at about 15% ownership, so gives you about half the ownership approximately of Fino, and not the same winning upside, but enough where it's worth it. 
I like it. So let's go back again to a European. Steven Yeager, um, I uh, I got him wrong earlier this year. I, I bet on him the week that he crashed and burned, and I got off him the next week, and he finished like a top 15. Um, he is uh, looks like the number two, three, the number three projected scoring player on the week, according to our models that we're looking at, um, and the third or fourth highest owned player. I feel like I can get the same game out of out of Detri and get just a tiny bit less ownership. So I don't know if I can go to Jaeger, but tell me about Jaeger. Yeah, Jaeger's the guy who has popped in the past in these weaker fields. Um, he has shown some some definite potential to contend. I just don't like the course fit this week. So course fit combined with ownership, he's not a significantly long player off the tee. Uh, relative to these guys up top. And like you said, Detri, I think, gives you a better opportunity at three, only 300 bucks more uh, this week, given the course fit in his recent form. If that's the direction that I'm going, despite the fact that he hasn't played here before, I also like a guy that's 100 bucks more than Jaeger right there at Keith Mitchell, who's a phenomenal driver of the golf ball, can make a ton of birdies on the right courses. Um, yeah, th- this you're going to see some ownership on the guys below him too. So Jaeger to me, um, pushing 20% ownership, not a great course fit. It's just not a guy that I'm, I'm looking to put a lot of money into with as high as the ownership kind of is up here in this top range. I think you got to really plant your flag and be a little more precise with who you're on. Maybe two guys at most three that you're, that you're playing. If you're only playing a few lineups like I do. For sure. A couple of guys that we've liked in the past, Patrick Rogers, Eric Van Royen, um we've liked them in the past in like you know 7k ranges i know it's a weaker field but like nine and a half and nine seven for these guys i don't i i think the name bias alone is going to make me not look at them am i wrong yeah it's it's hard to look at those guys at their prices we talked about rogers pre-show you know he's he's been a guy i've looked at and thought he was a great value play in the 7ks and even high 6ks in the past and he's just burned me almost every single time He's finished top 10 the last two years here, but his recent form has been pretty, pretty terrible. Um, so I'm, I'm banking on him being a fade this week at the end of the week. Good chance he has a good round here or there throughout the week. But I think at the end, he could have that, you know, that one round that kills him where he's one, two, three over par in a, in a shootout week. And you just wish he hadn't gone there. I, I like him more in tournaments where the winning scores are around like 10 to 15 deep, not 20 plus. Yeah, I can agree with that, man. Um, I tell you what, I don't really like the 9K range, not even a little. I think I'm going to start after the top guy or two that I pick, and I'm going to head down to Davis Thompson. He's the guy that pops in the top of the 8Ks. He pops higher than almost every player in the 9K. Um, Tell us about Davis Thompson. Yeah, Davis is a guy that just looking at. Course if I said Thompson Davis, I'm sorry, but it's Davis Thompson. <laughs> Davis, these, these two first name guys, man, they'll, they'll kill you. There's also a Davis Riley, which you know Riley Davis could just as easily be. It's true. Be a name, um, but yeah, Davis Thompson's a player that he does kind of have the course fit as far as his game goes. Um, he's he's a longer player. He has popped in some reasonably big events in the past um, because of the ownership. A lot of people are seeing what you're seeing. Uh, because of the ownership projections, he's looking at like up around the 20% mark. Um, I personally just can't, I can't do it. I got to play the game theory um, and ownership strategy here because he's just not a player to me that garners the ownership he's getting. Now, if he ends up looking at 
closer to 10% ownership, he's probably a guy I'll end up getting on. I want to check back here, you know, late tonight, tomorrow morning and see what happens. But um, right now, I like a couple guys closer to him um, than I do him. There's two guys up at the top here that I think are actually, because of ownership, kind of sucker plays, and that's him and Jake Knapp. Um, Jake Knapp is riding some good form recently. He's kind of the hot name. Everyone likes him. He's got the long flowing hair coming out of his hat, but he's not a guy that I'm playing when his ownership kind of spikes. I'd rather go back. You mean I should resurrect the all hair team? Uh, that's never a bad idea. I mean, I don't know, man, but the captain of the all hair team, Charlie Hoffman no longer has hair though. That's true. He should be the captain too. I think at this point, all right, I don't want to go too long on on players there i know it's a boring week and there's not a lot going on but uh i would rather talk all traps team than i would yeah. all, this team this all right i'm sorry i interrupted you you have been in on doug gim many times in the past um he seems to perform well when there's not superstars around him is it a doug gim week i do not think it's a doug gim week um the guy that i was going to is someone who will be all but forgotten for weeks at a time, tournaments at a time, and then all of a sudden pop at the events where he plays well. That gentleman is Mr. Cameron Champ. Back-to-back top tens here. Course form, it's shown in the past couple of years. You, you can be coming into this event and look like you're just playing awful golf. If you have the course fit and you gain a little bit of confidence, all of a sudden you're right there competing for the victory or at least top tenning. So he's the guy that I like in the 8K range. Um, his projections aren't extremely low. But with his course history, with his ability, he's shown he's won three times on tour. He's sub 10% right now, so I like him a lot right there, 8,600. The one we skipped over, who I'm actually fading despite his phenomenal uh, course history here, who has finished top 10 both years he's played, actually top five and third and second, is Brandon Wu. Um, I am concerned about his recent form. I know we just kind of said recent form doesn't necessarily translate to poor play here. Uh, but he's a guy just because of the ownership, people are going to get on more than they should. And I'm, I'm definitely fading Brandon Wu at 92. So definitely not a uh, Doug Gim week for me. Um, we can talk about somebody at the bottom of that 8K range that you like as well, though. That I like? That I like. Oh, I thought you said that I like. I think I need to get to the next one for my all-time favorite player, the next range. So, you know, we'll get there. Your all-time favorite player? That's is right. 7K range? 100%. Oh, I think I know who it is. I think you I know, know you know who it is. I do know who it is. And I like him this week, too. I like him this week, too. That's you want to go down to it? Because, like, Ekro, Ekro's a guy. Austin Ekro to eight. Yeah. is a guy I'm, like, moderately interested in. Um, if his ownership ends up looking like it's going to dip down closer to 7 or 6%, um, he's a guy that I could I could definitely jump on board with. Right now, it's looking closer to 8 or 9. So, if that dips down, he's he's strictly an ownership play at this point. I've... I like the guy, but I'm I'm trying to stop like putting my own personal uh, interests and biases into it. So, your favorite player in the seven K range, may I guess? Sure. Is it Jonathan Vegas? Yeah, man, Johnny Vegas. Yeah, you know it. When it's a big bomber field, man, there's no superstars in this field. Really, it's a bomber course. Uh, you gotta go with Johnny Vegas. You got to, man. And honestly, he's flashed at least enough form lately that you could, you know, logically jump on him. T twenty two at the waist recently after three straight cuts before that, but he is a streaky player. He can go cut, cut, cut. All of a sudden, top twenty three times in a row. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, I it doesn't look like his ownership's going to be particularly high. He's still sub ten percent. Um, 
Now there is one guy, despite not having a great a great course fit. I think sometimes you have to look at a player and just say, you know what, his overall skill set is going to kind of uh, supersede like any lack of perfect course fit at this particular course. So he's not a bomber, but I think just discounted price relative to his actual skill level makes him a value to me, and that's uh, that's SH Kim. Shohan Kim um, at 79 is one of my favorite players. Um, just for that reason, like I think there's some guys that people will gravitate towards because they go, oh, he's a bomber, and they kind of fall in love with that skill set. But he can make up for it in other ways, and I could very easily see him top 10 this week. In fact, I will probably be placing a bet on that. I like it. And he's one of the highest rating in the value uh, uh, value rating in the uh, data golf that we are currently taking a peek at to uh, come up with some talking points. Yeah, I think my strategy there is I'm going to go after him despite not being a great course fit because he's got a better skill set and he's a little bit of a value as far as where he's priced. I'll let mm-hmm. the other guys chase the bombers in this range. Uh, another one who's not necessarily a huge bomber but has a top 10 here last year. He's a first-year PJ Tour member, and that is Alejandro Tosti, mm-hmm. sitting right there, the Argentinian at 7,800. Um, I like him sub-8%. I like his name. I like to say his name, so let's just do it. Yeah. Let's go with Tosti. I love Toast, too. Hey, so what do you go. think in the in the lower range there? Um, a guy like Matt Wallace, who's come up on a handful of shows, pops a little bit in this particular model. Um, I like him there. JJ Spawn down at the bottom. Um, tend to like him sometimes in these uh, shorter fields. Uh, you've had some love for Joseph Bramlett in the past at 6,800. You just you just got me. That would be, if we're considering, despite the pricing below 6K this week, if we're considering sub 7K as a tipsy pick, then that is my tipsy pick. He's my value play this week, Mr. Mr. Bramlett. Now, as for JJ Spawn, um, I forgot the other, oh, Matt Wallace, yeah. Wallace is a guy who's traditionally played pretty well at these weaker field events. Um, However, this week, just his recent form combined with him not being a great course fit. um, I don't know. I just feel like he's at the beginning of a very prolonged slump. And I'm just not. He He hasn't finished inside the top 40 once this entire year. Despite it being a weaker field, I just can't really get on it. There's nothing that points to him playing well as far as course fit or anything. Um, Spawn, kind of the same thing. I'm just not really – just they're both just kind of giving me a very uneasy feeling when I look at their names this week. I like it. All right, let's get in some names that um, maybe I've never heard of. Um, that's uh, you know, that's a few of these. That's a few of these in here. Um, getting a little lower down my list here. Um, I'm going to talk about the first guy that pops up uh, in the value meter under 6K at 5900. Max Grazerman. Tell me about Max. Who's this guy? Why do I need to know him? I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know a whole lot about Max Grazerman. Like I know he's a, a first year PJ Tour player. He won. Uh, multiple times on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, I believe. But um, I don't know his game well enough to to say he's a great fit here or not. Um, he's not particularly long based on what we're seeing out of the stats. But uh, he has a guy that can pop. So, you know, if you want to play Max, I'm not going to fault you for it. I just, like we were talking about these guys sub 6K right now. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to, I don't see anybody that pops where I'm like, man, I got to play him. Um, if Callum Terran showed any form at all, I would uh, I would be on it. But I'm sticking with the guys between six and seven this week. 
Yeah, I mean, even if you're looking at the points projected scoring uh, on on Data Golf, like there there isn't anybody even worth considering outside of uh, uh, Grazerman, like scoring sixty points for the week. Yeah, when you start looking at those projections, yeah. like most of these guys are projected in the forties or at most the mid fifties. We talked about it last week. Like, yes, you want guys that that can ten k, but I don't want to look at a guy at fifty six hundred and say. Well, if he has a really good week, he could get me 60 mm-hmm. points. I'd rather go to a guy in the 6K range where I look at and say, you know what, he's got a, he's got a legit chance at putting 75, 80 points on the board right. given his birdie, his birdie-making prowess, um, the course fit, where he's going to finish. I just don't see guys in this 5K range that have a good chance to top 30 in overall DraftKings points on the week. And that's what I'm looking for is upside here. Now, that being you. said, one or two of them is probably going to pop, but uh-huh. how the heck do you figure so- I'm involved in a few degenerate gambling, um, you know, discords. And uh, the name of the morning has been Rico Hoy. Who is that guy? I've never heard that name. Yeah, again, like, this is one of the few weeks, uh, Kitty's making an appearance, one of the few weeks where I'm going to look at some of these guys and go, man, I don't know much about him, Uh, (laughs) despite the fact that I'm, you know, a known PJ Tour junkie, but... um, I know he's a first-year player on the PGA Tour, graduated from the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, you know, beyond that, he hasn't really popped and shown much as far as where he's finished this year. So not a guy I'm jumping on. Uh, were the DJs looking at him for a top 20 as a DraftKings play? What were they? What were they uh, uh, yeah, top 20. Okay. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty aggressive. He's missed three straight cuts. He... You know, top 30 at the Corn Ferry Tour Championship, but that was, you know, five, four months ago at this point. Just not a guy that I'm excited about. Uh, I feel that. All right, buddy. Well, uh, we got to get out of here. Kind of a short one today. Um, yeah. But let's do what we do. Give me your uh, give me your top guy you like, 10K and up. Yeah, 10K and up. I'm going with Hoygaard. He's still projected at 25% ownership, but I think that $900 discount, I'm sorry, $1,300 discount between him and, and Finau, Allows you to put some more viable players down towards the bottom in your lineup. Um, so he's my he's my favorite kind of point per dollar play up there. That gives you some upside in that 10k above range. I get it. Well, uh, I'm going to be a model junkie and I'm going to be playing by models, and the models love me some value this week. Uh, so I think I'm going to squeeze Tony and Detry into my lineup and then go cheap. I know you don't. You like you hate it so much that your phone shut off. I like it, but uh, I don't know. If I fade Tony, if I fade Tony, I'll go Detry. Did I lose you? Are you back? Nah, I lost you. I lost you. I lost Adam. All right. Well, I'm going Detry at the top, um, and uh, if I don't fade Tony, if I if if uh, I mean if I fade Tony. Uh, Tony, if I decide to go there, I'm going uh, Thompson in the middle, my friends. And um, I think I'm going to go. Wait, I think Adam's back. Hold on. He's back. Can you hear us now? Yeah. All right. So if I don't fade him, I'm going Tony. If I fade Tony Finau, I'm going Detry. I was going to say, you asked for one, then you gave me two yourself. I know, but I think I'm going to skip the middle and just like load up at the top. That's what I think I'm going to do. I'm going to go down to Davis Thompson. As my middle middle of the range play, uh, okay. no reason other than um, you know the value simulations like him, and so I I like him. 
How about you in the mid range? You know, mid range. Um, I think we're going to have to go down to that seven point nine. I I don't mind the eight K range, but anybody that I kind of like, you know what? No, we'll go Camp Champ. We'll go Camp Champ. Eighty six hundred. Uh, I like him as a play that is going to be a nice pivot from Jake Knapp, from Davis Thompson, because those guys are garnering a lot of talk, and I see their ownership spiking up closer to fifteen. So I'm I'm going to go with Camp Champ down there. Fair enough. Um, let me find my value value play. I think I'm gonna I yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go all the way down to Mister Joseph Bramlett for my value value play. Did I take him from you? We can be on the same guy. It's okay. Yeah, but we know if we're on the same guy, he's gonna fail. Yeah, well, it's possible. <laughs> Likely, it's possible. Uh, I will go with the guy we didn't mention the first first round through. And that mm-hmm. is Sammy Valamaki, the Finlander. Um, yeah, that's just to throw a different name at you down there, slightly sub 7K. Um, Sammy Valamaki is the gentleman that I am going to pivot from Joseph Bramlett to. I like it. All right. Well, I got to get out of here, my friend. I have, you know, my real job to do. So I'm going to do that. But I'm going to remind anybody watching or listening um that uh, if you're watching you should listen we have the dr roto uh, podcast uh, feed on spotify apple everywhere you'd like um if you're just listening please find us at drroto.com where you will find a weekly pga breakdown by miss alicia hunt hunt and millions um and you will find our cheat sheet picks including myself and adams here and a few other of the staff at drroto.com so make sure you check them all out adam i'll see you next week my friend See you then, my friend. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.